I didn't think Gaga would give us anything this week. But right. she did, baby. She did. Oh. She announced a collaboration with Dom Perignon. And she's doing a fancy ass champagne, bitch. Oh my gosh. She's taking us to Chromatica with all those bubbles. Wow. She gives so much. She, first Oreos, now Dom Perignon. <laughs> now you just have to dip the Oreos into <laughs> the champagne. And then eat it and, and then th- throw up. That's what's going to take you to Chromatica when you have food. That's the secret. That's the tea right there. You're going to go straight to Chromatica on, yeah, on champagne. I would get so farty whenever I drink champagne. Is that, <laughs> is that gross? And out came talk. Talk, talk. We're here, baby. It's episode eight, right? Yeah, episode eight. Episode eight point five. We'll explain it to you later. Um, We're here. This is straight people movies. It's a podcast where two gays get together every week, and we talk about a movie made for straight people and ask the ever loving question of why, why, but like why? No, we're we're asking you why, please. No, like. You can't leave until you explain why. No, like you literally like, no, no, get back over here right now. No, no, no. No, hey, no. I, hey. I have your purse. You're not going anywhere. Why? Why? My name is Dylan Garcy. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And we have, as alluded to last week, our very first guest. Woohoo! Woohoo! This is person is a very close dear friend of mine, a... I used to host a podcast with this person and then stopped it because I got too manic. Um, <laughs> this is a very close and dear personal friend of mine. The One of the producers, what's your title? Of? Sketchfest. Oh, uh, I'm a festival director. The festival oh. director. A, a, festival, a, director. a festival director. A fest, the, the only festival, festival director, director yeah, yeah. of Kyle's Austin Sketchfest. <laughs> Kyle's apostrophe, Austin's apostrophe, Sketches Fest. Austin Sketch Fest. This is Mr. Kyle Romero. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't realize I was the first guest. First guest, wow. baby. Who else could what, it be? What an honor. Look, I got to get all the every actor ever people to stop yelling at me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I posted a, that thing on Instagram today of the movie club, which is going to be like, um, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode, but like our place for... Um, if you want to hear it, read our writing. So that's going to be. And two different people who are, who are fans of the previous podcast, Every Actor Ever, were like, how do you have a fucking other podcast that's not Every Actor Ever? And I was like, no, no, no. It's like criticism. And then also, y'all need to get into your heads that we had to watch 30 movies a week to do that podcast. It is not sustainable. Well, some of us were willing to do that and some of us weren't. <gasps> Ooh, and, the tea is scalding. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, some I of remember us, some of us were willing to put on uh, all three, all seven, however many of our parts of the Caribbean movies while we do our day job, and uh, some of us were wanting to pay more attention and be more considered about the things that they watch. Not me. And watch uh, Nutcracker in the Four Realms <laughs> and Anna Karenina, both two movies that I've already suggested as movies on this podcast. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, I remember the first time I texted you about gay, straight people movies, and I like texted like, "Hey, I'm doing another podcast," and then I like put my phone down and like went and took a really long shower. <laughs> and I was like, I can't be near my phone. I was like, what if Kyle gets mad at me? And Kyle was like, "That's great." And I went, "Okay." okay. As is my way, um, is- but I uh, was secretly seething and still am. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. It's uh oh. What's gonna happen no. to me? No, okay. this, I'm, this <laughs> is this is not. Yeah, you it. thought the Donnie Darko episode was gonna be bad. No, baby, it's <laughs> <Just> now. <laughs> um. Well, we wanted to ask you before we get started with the episode. What do you think qualifies a straight person movie? Like, what do you think makes a straight person movie? When you hear the name straight person movie, what do you think? It's it's such a difficult thing to answer, and I know that you struggle with this yourselves to mm-hmm. d- to put a definition to it. I mean, the first thing that I think of is like your classic like dorm room poster movies. Mm. Like if you had a poster of it in a dorm, basically it's a not even dorm room per- poster movie. It's a it's a movie where someone the primary primary ownership of posters of these movies are without frames. <laughs> like if if the <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like like straight people movie posters are hung up with push pins and they're frayed around the edges. But but yeah, perfect. That that yeah, is, that they is are loved. They yes, are loved. They are loved. Yeah. They're loved. They're truly loved. And it doesn't mean and I'm sure you've got it. Doesn't mean they're bad movies. No, just, just means that they are beloved by by straight people yeah that's the t exactly that's the wave yeah that's wow. how, the podcast is over like the, we've already <laughs> an, the, the, que- the answer has been the question has been answered why and that's what it is that's what it thank is thank you for answering the question you're so welcome finally you. did it. i'm so glad to <laughs> yeah. be here and uh austin sketch fest coming up uh april uh, 20th through the 25th yeah like no one's gonna have a poster with push pens of like blonde venus no no like no yes, or like I'm trying to think of why is that the first gay movie that came to my <laughs> yeah you, blonde venus what the fuck Dylan? <laughs> i wanted to say there's no pushpin poster of showgirls but i don't know if i believe that um, after i said it that is a big closeted <laughs> that, that, that is a closeted oh, I, I love paul verhoeven uh, he's uh, like uh, uh, the sex scene in the pool was pretty cool you guys <laughs> have you ever had sex in the pool like it's just like that <laughs> <laughs> did you see the there's a tweet going around a video of uh marjorie taylor green um doing pull-ups <laughs> she's like doing a workout <laughs> and her pull-up form is like she's flailing her body wildly and it looks exactly <laughs> like the sex scene in showgirls <laughs> Like her pull-up form is exactly like Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth Berkley fucking. Hell in the pool. yeah, goals. Yeah, what sorry. a what a nightmare person. I love her. That's CrossFit, uh, baby. That's just how CrossFit <laughs> works. That's why I like um, the training scene, and it's, it's like the third week in a row we talked about Batman v <laughs> Superman: Colin Donna Justice. But when Batman is training, he's like fully like flipping tires and yeah. like hitting chains and shit. Oh yeah, baby. God, is I that, love that the training sequence? That movie's good, right? It's I have not seen this film. Good, it's good. You need to yeah. have you need to have um, you know friend of the pod, friend of the former pod, James West on. James James shout out to James is also a uh, Snyder pilled uh, oh, yeah. bro like myself. Or <laughs> the ultimate edition of BVS DOJ is uh, really pretty solid. 
Oh, all right, all right. I'll give it a watch. I did also buy the um, Criterion of uh, Franny and Alexander. Franny so, and Alexander. So once I finish the nine-hour cut of that, <laughs> I'll get right on that. Right into Zack Snyder. Who, Throw it on yeah. the we, we admitted last week we're 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 fans. Yeah, oh, yeah we're fans. We're, we're Snyderfield. Yeah, yeah great. We well, then, then I'm in a safe space. Yeah, you are. Yes, Let's talk are. about <laughs> Guardians of Gahul. Um <laughs> Speaking of, we're not talking about Guardians of Gahul, although if we ever had a Patreon, that's episode number one. Um, we're actually talking about 2019's Uncut Gems. Yeah. Baby. Baby. Yes. Baby. Yes. 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 God, you, what a fucking good movie. When you texted me and were like, I want you to come on and talk about Uncut Gems, it, I mean, the clouds parted. It was fully just like, yes, of course, absolutely. Are you fucking kidding mm-hmm. me? Like... I love this movie so much. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And honestly, I think it was even better on a rewatch, which just doesn't happen to me very often. Yes, ma'am. I was like, damn. Fuck yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this was, was this was my third uh, viewing of, of Uncut Gems. And um, yeah, I think I liked it maybe even more this time. This is the first time I'd watched it alone and first okay. time watching it at home. Um, so I was able to kind of key in on, I feel like some things that I, I, I understood the, well, I guess we'll get into it, but I understood the betting a lot better this time. <laughs> oh yeah. Subtitles are very helpful. Yes. Oh yes, man. Yeah. They are. Yes. Well, the first time you watched it, it was with me and <laughs> me and friend of the pod. I don't even want to actually out him, but friend of the pod, you know who you are. Um, he would be mad if I said his name. Uh, and I think the reason it was kind of hard to keep up is because we were all shaking the whole time. Just yeah. violently yep. seizing while watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, well, I think I was that, but then I was also it was pure majesty. It was like watching it for the first time was like I. This movie is was designed in a lab for me. Like there is Mm -hmm. nothing about this movie that is not keyed in specifically to me. Uh, It's truly unsettling uh, how much it was made for me specifically. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, Kirk, you want to give us a rundown of uncut gems yeah so we are going to be talking about miss uncut gems the 2019 (laughs) welcome to the stage uncut Uncut gems the 2019 film by daddies josh and benny safdie uh the film stars adam sandler julia fox lakeith stanfield idina menzel yes uh kevin garnett judd hirsch and the weekend hell yeah and uh, in, in case you haven't seen the movie or you need a little refresher, the plot of Uncut Gems is that Adam Sandler plays Howard Ratner, a jeweler in NYC's Diamond District with a severe gambling addiction. After lending a priceless black opal intended to pay off gambling debts to basketball star Kevin Garnett, Howard spends the rest of the film making risky bets, pawning other pieces of jewelry, and getting beat up by various gangsters. The weekend is there because it takes place in 2012. <laughs> you know how hard it was for me to write that recap? I was just like... <laughs> the original thing was Howard plays Howard. Howard, Adam Sandler plays Howard Ratner, and he keeps what is it? Robbing Peter to pay Paul. That was it. That was <laughs> yeah, all I had. That's a literal. Well, that's yeah. That's a good one I mean, sentence that's description. Pretty much what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if that's the pithiest logline. If I'm pitching this movie to A24, but <laughs> that's exactly what Benny and Josh said. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. robbing Peter to pay Paul, and they were like, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then the money truck came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. All right. So I think you got an understanding of how we felt about this movie, but let's just say it again. This movie fucking rocks. This movie so kicks good. ass. It's, it's so fucking incredible. Good. 
Yeah, it God. really is quite quite an achievement, I think. And it's one of like those if- movies that is like it's so so like you know the Safties had been around you know and they had just made Good Time. They were coming off Good Time, which is a movie that everybody that saw it was like, "This is a cool movie." This, you know, mm-hmm. I, this is really fun. Uh, well, maybe not fun, but like you know, they <laughs> they enjoyed it. Yeah. And just to like come off of that with this is just like it's it, it's like mixing rocket fuel for their career. Just like yes, of course, absolutely you hit it out of the park with this one. And now, now they're going to be, I mean, who the fuck knows what they're going to do next, but like they're going to, well, apparently they're remaking 48 hours. What? I hadn't heard yeah. that. Wait, Holy what's 48 shit. hours? I don't know it's, what that uh, is. What is that? Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. In yeah. That's one was of his literally not English to me, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, so it's a classic of the buddy, <laughs> the buddy cop. Uh, oh, genre. Okay. It's, it's, it is one of the tent poles, which I've actually never seen it, but me neither. That's is one it, of the, you said Nick Nolte. Some assume eighties movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's fun. Um, but apparently they're doing that, and they're also doing a show with uh, Nathan Fielder. That's right. What? Yeah. They yeah, have a baby. they have a ton of little projects like that. I think they, they announced they were doing some kind of project with Paul Rubens too, right? <gasps> you know what? I think I did read about that. That's that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was one hundred percent the like. Oh, these guys are just me. Like that. That is. <laughs> Like oh, they yeah, have, you have where's your you have the oh, I was gonna say where show show it for the crowd your uh your cherry art but never mind is it cherry <laughs> oh yeah yeah I have I have four uh original watercolors yeah. of uh Pee Wee Herman characters it's Pee Wee yeah. uh Terry Magic's Green and then a can of ice cream soup with Pee Wee's beautiful yeah there you have a lot of great pieces in your house and I, I those are my favorites thank you I so love much them. I appreciate that. We um, we saw this movie together opening weekend. I remember for some reason the theater, all the lights being on, but that might just be because my brain was like had too many things going on at once that so couldn't be dark. <laughs> uh, and like I was so stressed the entire time. And then watching it again, I had to uh, peek behind the curtain. Um, this podcast does not pay for all of our bills so we had day jobs and i had to watch this um not at work do not tell my boss but even watching it in pieces on an ipad with constantly checking over my shoulder still stressed the shit out of me like every time he makes a dumbass mistake every time he like when he got kevin garnett's ring and he sold it and it's like how are you gonna replace that how yeah and then the entire like auction scene where he's auctioning off the opal and he's trying to artificially inflate the price and then he has it in a bank for it i don't know what you're talking about this movie is just a movie about a cool guy doing cool stuff (laughs) (laughs) i love that there's like a hierarchy of like cool people in this movie because there's like there's the gangster and then his cronies and then adam sandler and then just the two fucking dweebs that can never get a hold of him that he keeps giving fake watches to those are probably my favorite characters in the whole thing (laughs) are the ones that are just like hey howard Hey, yeah. you owe me money, man. Come on. I love they were it. great. Lakeith Stanfield is a total jackass, and I'm obsessed with him in this movie. Oh, my God. He's, he's amazing so good in this movie. movie. He's such a jerk. <laughs> They're all jerks. It's crazy. I, the whole movie, I kept thinking, like, how did he even, like, get the shop? Like, how is he even, like, able to, like, do anything, like, with his life? Like, get a wife, kids, any of this? Like, he's <laughs> yeah. such Have a two different idiot. houses. Yeah. Like, he's such a fuck up. Yeah. How, how did he accomplish anything? How do you get but, his wife, Adina Menzel? But then he does, you know, I mean, 
Oh yeah, we're spoil. We're talking about we're spoiling, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he does in the end, like he wins basically in the beginning too. This isn't his first time he did a great bet. Right. Yeah. That's he really true. Yeah. The, the two basketball games he bets on, he wins. The right. first one, he just they like took the bet away or right. I don't understand gambling, but yeah, he so he's really good at gambling. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, he knows. I have the I have the thing. I definitely wrote it down verbatim. Um, so he, the final bet of the game is got 155 on a three-way bet. Garnett's points plus his rebounds with the Celtics on the money line with the Celtics win the opening tip. Yes. Um. So all I know is Celtics win the opening tip. That means they just hit the ball first, right? Yeah. It's when they go like it's when they throw the ball up and, and they go. The one of them, they, they go like they go like they like try to high five, but they don't. <laughs> they don't. They, miss they it. opposite <laughs> high five. They high, it's like they high fiving away from each other. They're yeah, they're like the ball. fuck well, you. It's like very. Backwards. It's very like it's kind of like voguing a little bit. Yeah, when they vogue the ball away from each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's when Willie Ninja. <laughs> shit, they got Willie Ninja on the Orlando Magic. Shit. <laughs> is that Laomi in the Lakers? I'm just naming Vogers now. I'm a, I assume these are very <laughs> funny jokes. They are. They're very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, the the bet the bet I understand more understood more fully this time than I did the first two times I was watching it. I don't think I quite got the first couple times that the bet was reliant on him hitting all three of these different stats. Totally. So like yeah, they had totally to win the opening that. tip, they had to Celtics had to win the game, and then Garnett. The big thing I didn't get is that the points and rebounds, the twenty six number that he's trying to get to was a combination of points and rebounds. I did not Okay. I did not realize that. So it's he he could score any combi- he could score 1 point but get like 25 rebounds and he would still win the bet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, if if you were Julia Fox and you're given a, a Louis Vuitton backpack full of cash and we're given a post note that had those words on it, would you also <laughs> just have a panic attack and throw up? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what I would do. That's what, exactly what I would do. I'd be like, oh, there's a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and then a helicopter right on top of it. Yes, you, know. you get to ride with the coolest dude ever. Wayne oh motherfucking Diamond. Queen. Wayne Diamond so rules. many good characters in this movie, even <laughs> if they only have, like, five lines. They're just and none of none, almost none of them actors. Like, no. Basically, especially the weekend. Yeah, the weekend. Things about the Safdie brothers um, is that like also with good time. And then I've also seen their film before that. Heaven knows what I believe it's called. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, heaven knows what I'm pretty sure is populated almost entirely by non-actors, which is insane. That movie is crazy. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's about drug addicts, heroin addicts specifically in New York City. Woof. Ooh, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You want to ruin your day? Check that one out. Um, but I really love the way they work with non-actors because I think for me personally, like, I mean, Adam Sandler, of course, is incredible in this movie, but Julia Fox, I mean, God, I love her in this movie. She's She's such a really good. She's really good. And not just, she's, I mean, obviously insanely hot, like maybe the hottest person that's ever been in a movie, (laughs) Yes, but like, but also like really good, like. I think that is what struck me too about this watch is, is her performance really stood out to me is like selling. Like I actually started to buy at the end that like, Oh no, she does care about Howard. Like she does actually love him a little bit. You know, it's not entirely uh, surface level, you know, she's truly like the world's greatest bimbo of all time. I think our queen. Yeah. Like I want to be her like, 
it reminds me of how much I used to worship Bridget Fonda and Jackie Brown. But I feel like <laughs> Julia Fox takes it to the next level for me. Yes, yes ma'am. Yeah, yes, that's a good, ma'am. That is a good, uh, a good comp. As yes. we say in the in the sports world. As you say, as you say in the restaurant business. <laughs> yeah, I was like, comp? Who? <laughs> Who are we comping? Who's at table 12? Um, um, I, I, my favorite thing oh, about... Sorry? Oh, sorry. I was just talking about Julia Fox and uh, bimbofication. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Is, I, I remember shortly after the movie came out on her Instagram, she did like a... Uh, Q&A like on her Instagram stories where she was like ask me questions I'll be answering questions and she did two and then uh, posted a story that was like this is really boring I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> yes oh my god she's such a queen I love her. iconic legendary she's like actually this is really lame they're like yeah. asking all these like in depth questions she's like I'm bored like yeah I'm bored I don't want to do this Hell yeah. Um, how do we feel about main man himself, Howard? How do we feel about Adam Sandy in this movie, I mean, The Sandman? Man. What can I remember say? when on. it came out, I was like, he's very good. And then all the people were like, oh, why didn't he get nominated for an Oscar? And then I was like, all right, y'all need to calm down. And then rewatching it again, I was like, nah, he's very, very he, good. He absolutely he should have been nominated for an Oscar. And I know the, you have a thing where you get really angry yes. about it because, like, you like the, the Oscars never nominate this type of movie. No, like, they would never nominate a basically a villain role in lead. I don't know that I agree with that. I think, like, I think this is the type of movie. Like, Adam Sandler, a guy who makes a ton of money for Hollywood, who is doing a sort of out-of-type role or doing the, like, once-every-decade you know, dramatic role that he does. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good candidate for nomination, especially given the way the, Os- the Oscars have sort of been trending to, you know, they're getting younger people into the, the, yeah. the, uh, the Academy. Um, I just think we weren't quite there yet, but yeah. And that the movie is incredibly grating. That's yeah. the thing is that yeah. it's also like, it's, you could not, I agree with it. It's like a transformation. Hollywood loves transformations. Like at Joaquin, he won before, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is that the movie is so just like the whole time. And it's so loud and so much, it's so stressful. And it's, he's so unlikable that like, I can understand like the 70 year old, like Laurel Canyon, like person who produced like one movie in the seventies and still gets to vote in the Academy, like wouldn't go for it. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that the movie itself, like similarly to Drive actually, is I think a film that was more well-liked by younger people in general. And the aesthetics and the choices the movie makes from the score to its cinematography to just the way the movie is, I think tone-wise is just something that we like we're more into. I can't imagine like my dad watching this movie, for example. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so interesting because the movie feels like such a throwback. You know, you always hear from people like, God, I miss, I miss that era of movies from the seventies that were just like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're really into verisimilitude and like all about, they were character pieces and they were raw and gritty. And it's just like, this is that, like, this is 100% like a movie that would have come out of the studio system in the Mm seventies. And I feel like, there is there are like now two segments of old heads that are like acknowledging that and see that and like yes we love this movie or maybe there is also a segment that's like i don't get it you know maybe almost entirely based on the score like that may be the (laughs) dividing point you're either like on board or you're not you know also let's not forget that the movie opens with the camera going into a gym and then coming out of adam sandler's asshole 
so beautiful quite I, yeah can you imagine just like i don't know like kirk douglas <clears throat> popping into the screener and being like never mind vanessa <laughs> well, vanessa redgrave <laughs> kirk douglas can't even like i don't think girl he's a pile of bones honey she's finally gone right know what's happening you, you know who bitch. watched it you know who watched it and got it so. jane fonda oh 100 percent. oh she oh, watched yeah. it was she's like the premiere. Yeah, this is this is great i love this oh yeah she was there. She I feel like it. Olivia de Havilland would have liked it. She was <laughs> Olivia would have loved it, darling. Loved it. <laughs> She's like, I already have a good time on VHS. <laughs> She's like, um, I watched <laughs> Daddy Long Legs. Uh, <laughs> is that like one of their early ones? I hope yeah, I that is. Right. I haven't seen that one yet, but that's their like micro budget moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I want to watch their doc, their basketball doc. Yeah. Basketball documentary? Yes, ma'am. That sounds and correct. It's like about I don't I can't I remember hearing about it on a different podcast and I was like I'm I like thirty for thirty I'll watch I like any doc you know I love docs so docs are great like I love it. your docs and there's a lot of great docs, doc. basketball docs too there's, oh yeah you know, for some reason it's a well documented sport because it's the most it's the it's the fucking most fabulous it's great that's the other thing about me in this movie I love basketball I truly love the game of basketball and so like. You make a fucking movie with Adam Sandler, one of my childhood heroes, and he's and like seventy percent of the movie is just watching a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> Let's do it. You watching this movie was him watching the basketball game. Yes. See, for me, even though I love this movie, the movie's literally incomprehensible to me because I know literally nothing about <laughs> basketball or diamonds or gambling. <laughs> Or Adam Sandler, to be honest. I mean, he's great in it. But yeah, it's just like, but it's still so much fun to watch. That's the thing. It's like, I kind of like that the movie just went for it in terms of like mm-hmm. really throwing you into this world and not really caring if you can't keep up with it. Because I think that's Perfect. part of the mania of it, you know? Yeah. It's trying yeah. to catch up with the movie the whole time. I think it does a really good job of even if you don't know anything about, specifically about basketball, I mean, and you can tell me if this is true or not, but I think it does a good job of communicating like what you're supposed to be excited about. And, you know, by having Howard be so vocal when he's watching the games, Mm -hmm. it sort of communicates the tension or, you know, the excitement or whatever. I I felt like that came through. Totally. Watching him watch the games felt like, what it feels like when I watch a game and get really into it. Like they really nailed that. Um, That's probably the most into a basketball game I've ever been because <laughs> I was just like, my anxiety was just so bad. Like during yeah. that final part that I literally You're thought just I was like smoking four cigarettes. <laughs> oh yeah, girl, I was puffing on this jewel baby. You better believe it. <laughs> uh, speaking of anxiety, um, I just want to talk about the score real quick because mm-hmm. in this house we stand one of Tricks Point Never. Mama. 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 The score is so fucking good. The score is incredible. The score is amazing. It's so cool and it's so out there. Yeah. It's so fucking just like new age, like science fiction. Uh, uh, oh, it's bizarre. <laughs> Their score for Good Time or his score for Good Time is also very good. Love as well. that. Yeah. And for uh, the bling ring. But he did the bling <laughs> ring? that movie. Yeah, he did. No, man. Daniel Lopez <laughs> yes, did. did I think that was his that. first gig for like, scoring movies. The first time I heard him was um, I was really into Triangle Records when I was like 20. As we all are. Whenever you turn 20, you just get <laughs> right. really into Triangle yeah. Records. Because um, it was 2010. We were all like witch house shit. And he, there was this uh, compilation EP they put out that was all covers, like witch house covers of Lindsay Lohan songs. Oh, my and God. And OPN did one. <laughs> 
Opian did one. Ooh did one. And uh, did White Ring do one? White Ring did not. It would be, it Salem? Would be too good. I named uh, all the Witch House bands. That's it. Yeah, White Ring and Salem. Yeah, that's... And then JJ. Uh, JJ oh, Sabor. right, JJ. God, okay. This, this is, is okay. this is this is okay. gobbledygook this is, to me. Yeah, this is a uh, <laughs> tip on the parlay. Kevin <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is when we just start talking nonsense about music we like, and we're like, it's gay, it's gay. We speak for all gay people. <laughs> yeah, like everyone knows White Ring. They're gay, right? Next. Um, um, I want to ask a general question: um, Is a twenty-four straight or gay? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I have the the logo poster <laughs> in my house. Um, it is major, but I want to go. I want to go a little bit through their, spring, their, through their filmography real quick and just see. So, I mean, they go out the back gay or st- super straight with a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan. That was that Roman Coppola, that awful Roman Coppola movie. Yeah, uh, we pretend sp- like that doesn't exist. Yep. Before straight. you go, before you go any yeah. further, I would like to. I'm just going to go ahead and plant my flag now. I yeah, think they're right. they're straight. They're straight. But what are you going to say, Kirk? But a strong ally. Strong ally. I, I was going to say that I feel like a 24 is like a straight zennial that makes out with guys when he's drunk at parties to show allyship. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and you we, have. And we salute you. Thank you. We salute you. Performatively questioning. Real quick. I'm going to go real quick back and forth with some things. I'm going to try to keep track. Um, Kyle, you keep track of the straight ones. Kirk, you keep track of the gay ones. Let's Got see how it, fun baby. this is. Okay, straight. Glimpse of the Mind inside of Charles Swan III. That one's straight. Uh, Ginger and Rosa. I don't know what that is. It's got Elle Fanning in it, so gay. Gay. <laughs> Spring Breakers. We've determined gay. gay. Bling Ring. Gay. Gay. Spectacular Now. Boring. <laughs> so straight. I like that movie. <laughs> Um, enemy. Oh, is that a? Vin- oh, Vin- that's Jenny, that's Jenny, straight. That's straight. Yeah. Under the skin, gay. Count it twice. Um, <laughs> lock. Straight. Straight. Obvious Very. child. Straight. 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 Yeah. The rover. I don't know. Is that the Interpol song? That must oh, be no, one of the ones that they buried, as they do. It's a western with Joel Edgerton. Straight. Oh, straight. Life after Beth. Um, straight. Zombie Plaza. Straight. That's a zombie movie. Um, Tusk, straight. Very. Um, everyone's favorite movie, Laggies. Who? Oh, mm. Keira Knightley. It's so good. Oh, it's okay. so good. It's, it's incredible. Um, yeah. uh, no, it's, uh, who is it? It's Lynn Shelton, gay. Okay, I gotta go faster. There's uh, so many of them. Let's see, Ex Machina, gay. No. Game. Just because you like it, Dylan, doesn't make it gay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, am tend, I tend to agree. I think Ex Machina goes in okay, the straight category. Fine. Yeah, Sorry, I think so. Sorry. Straight. Okay. Um. Let's see. Room. Gay. So no, no, just straight. Straight. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. I was gonna say. Room is the straight. witch. The witch. The witch. Mm. Bisexual. I would Bisexual. Say. Yeah. Everyone gets one. The lobster. Ooh. Uh, Asexual. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> yes. Yeah, All of Yorgos Lanthimos' movies are asexual. Yeah, that yes. one doesn't. We're not even counting that one. Uh, Swiss Army Man, the straightest movie I've ever oh, seen yeah, in my yeah, entire that life. Is very yeah, but I loved it. Thank Moonlight you. Day. I like Swiss Army Man oh, my too. God. It's so good. <laughs> I Dylan's was, gonna kill himself. Dylan, yes. Dylan will throw <laughs> both will of us in front of a train. Um, okay. I think I'm not gonna keep doing it because there's like 85 more movies. <laughs> um, but I would say. 
what are we what are we at i'm i guess they're oh girl i wasn't counting i wasn't counting either you know yeah. i'm gay i can't count I know, girl. Um, well, I was counting. I counted 11 straight movies. 11 straight movies. And there was like, what, I mean, like four gay ones? I mean, yeah. I'd say the ratio, just based but, on how many times you said straight, it was, yeah. But Climax and Gloria Bell, those are multipliers. <laughs> Climax is gay. But it Climax comes is, at night. Climax is gay straight to hell. Oh, yeah. And then, Did, didn't Moonlight. they also release Under the Silver Lake? Yes, yeah, straight. I love that movie, but it's the, so straight. The straightest movie. That may yeah. be even straighter than... Um, Swiss Army Man. Ooh, Ugh. American Honey. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I like that movie. Anything with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> straight. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> well, we determined that. <laughs> yeah, I A24 think... A24 straight? I'm going sta- to stand by. I think A24 is straight, but it's like... It's like, it's like Nuvo straight. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's like straight, but like I have fag friends. Yeah, but straight, but I wear... I like have those... Um, Armless glasses, like from Assassination of Gianni Versace, <laughs> <laughs> like well, the, Morph- of- the Morpheus glasses. <laughs> exactly, the Morpheus glasses. Um, let's straight go to the next section. Straight in art school. To- straight in art school. Yeah, I'm straight in art school. Yeah, which, by the way, I went to art school for one semester and then dropped out. Um, but I will say, if you were a straight guy in art school, ooh, Mm-mm. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun. Uh, speaking fun. of straight guys, why do straight people love this movie? Why? I mean, it's easy. I, Adam Sandler basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about this basically nonstop since you asked me to do this episode, and I thought about it a lot today. Okay. And I was trying to define what it is, but yeah. So if you want to get real simple with it, it's basically just like Adam Sandler rocks, mm-hmm. basketball rocks. This movie is yeah. full. Of, this movie's full of dudes rocking. Have we yeah. talked about the dudes rock? <laughs> dudes so do funny. rock. Um, this is this is there is no buddy for Adam Sandler necessarily, so it can't technically qualify as a dudes rock movie. But it is like dudes rock adjacent. I feel like it's dude rocks. <laughs> dude rocks. <laughs> it's dudes and rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> but I think I was like. So you said something earlier. You were like. He, he, Adam Sandler's so unlikable in this movie and I'm like I bristled at that because it was like <laughs> I think he's awesome <laughs> what? I like, think those are two different things I don't, though I don't, no I don't I think every decision he makes is psychotic and wrong <laughs> but I still root for him the whole time I never one what? second stop rooting for him no, yeah, the whole because movie. Everyone I'm like, else stop. So think bad. about your kids. Think about your wife. Your think hot about... Idina Menzel wife. Yes, absolutely true. He's cheating on his wife, who is Idina Menzel. Um, his kids are cool. You feel bad for them. Oh, I don't feel bad for them. They're horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're they're <laughs> real little shitheads. The, there is that one scene where the kid goes to the apartment and he's like, the neighbor said some hot chick lives there. And you could, the kid does some pretty good acting there. Cause you're just like, Oh, he, he feels upset about this. That's interesting. He's a person. <laughs> the conversation he has with his daughter is like, so iconic to me. Oh it's so good. <laughs> I also like that this movie has a healthy dose of the word extra in it. They're like, it's 2012. Yes. People said extra a lot. <laughs> yes. Although someone did say the weekend, he's going to be major. And it's like, no, that's a now word. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. In 2012, I don't even think that many people would have seen him at a club in 2012. I'm be honest. No, with ma'am. You. It was just us listening to him on Pitchfork. <sighs> whenever 20 to in 2012, whenever the weekend came out, it was like, who is this ghost? 
It's like he's so he does cocaine, but he likes to cuckoo twins. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I blame the weekend for getting me into hard drugs in my early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you I just fucking bought the uh, original samples vinyl of uh, House of Balloons, and it doesn't ship for another fucking year. That's insane, Dylan. That's insane behavior. That's you, that's Howard Ratner behavior. Yes, that is absolutely <laughs> Howard Ratner behavior. You've tracked How, you've tracked down the Ethiopian miners that are pulling the weekend albums out of the mines and <laughs> <laughs> me my Howard Ratner recently is whenever I woke up at six AM because I have notifications turned on for the knife and I bought their vinyl of their opera because I was like, This is gonna sell out immediately. Um and there's it like hasn't. still copies available. Oh yeah, girl. That's <laughs> they did have to repress it, but like, yes. That's why I own every Fiona Apple album on vinyl. I'm like, this is gonna sell out. No, I get ads no. about it being discounted all the time on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I, d- I think like the 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 ending, not the ending, but like the part of this movie. There's two. There's his speech to KG when he. We finally get money so for the good. Opal, and you that's see That's the Oscar him, speech. That's the Oscar speech. But like, that is the theme of the movie, right? Is just yeah. like they don't want I. They don't want you to win. Like they, yeah. they are they. The world thinks I'm a loser. Mm-hmm. They're counting me out. But fuck them. I'm gonna show them. And then KG basically parrots that back in his post game interview after the basketball game, where he's like, "It's about proving the haters wrong. The ultimate shut up. The ultimate be quiet." And that, to me, I don't know if that's straight necessarily. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, believing in yourself. Gays give straight. up. So. <laughs> yeah. But that type of like irrational, completely unearned confidence. That's gay. And <laughs> yeah, the delusion's gay for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what right. it's but what he's delusional about? Right. See, it's like math and sports. No, <laughs> no. It's about wanting to be the best, which is ultimately like a you know straight alpha male kind of approach to the world, right? Just mm-hmm. like constantly at war with the world around me. No one wants me to succeed. I mean, it, it, when he is having his breakdown, he's still externalizing it, right? Like he's still saying yeah. like, I'm, he's saying I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. But he also says like, no one will just let me, you know, the world won't let the world won't get out of the way. The world won't, yeah. you know, this is meant to be. If only everyone else would just let these cool things happen to me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's exactly what it is. Because the whole time when he's saying I'm fucked up, it's not like he's like I'm fucked up because I'm cheating on my wife. Right. I'm fucked up because I like tried to beat up the weekend and got kicked out of a club and then screamed <laughs> no. outside of a taxi. I'm fucked up because like I'm fucking my kids over and I'm not paying this guy who's in my family back his money and he's gonna kill me. No. He's like, no, I'm fucked up because I can't seem to win. Right. <laughs> I'm fucked up because I'm fucked up because the world won't let me win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They won't let they won't let a dude rock. They will not let a dude <laughs> rock. Exactly. Damn, and that maybe is, I should just be straight. That sounds great. It's, uh, it sounds so easy. <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> it's very easy. It's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. it's extremely no, easy to view every first, folks. the only easy we have is the Joanna Newsom song <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> you're fired from your own podcast <laughs> no yeah I will it's, lock this <laughs> no. 
it's not a challenge at all to constantly view every interaction you have with every person as a battle. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is there's nothing difficult about that at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> no, ma'am. Um so I think this is interesting in our in our in our thesis of straight people movies so far. We've come up with that basically every movie we've had so far has daddy issues, but I think this is the first one where it's reversed because it's usually son to father. This one, he's a shitty ass father. Yeah, it's about a shitty ass father. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I read somewhere that Benny and Josh Safdie described his character as kind of like a side character in a '70s crime movie that you wouldn't delve into. Okay. Um, and then they made a movie about that guy. And I, when you think about it, yeah, there's a lot of shitty dads in movies. There's plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Hello, Paris, Texas is right there. Yes, ma'am. But I feel like this is the first or only movie I can think of where it's about a really, really shitty dad, like just monumentally bad at his job. I think one of his sons is named Benny in this movie. I the I, one that looks like Benny. Yeah, the one that kind of looks like Benny. Safdie. Yeah, that probably well, is Benny's dad. The director's dad was uh, it, he worked in the Diamond District. Right. Growing up. Yeah. So it's, it's kind all of based kind of on of their lives, Loki. It's based. I got on, lost like, in the Diamond like District real... whenever I was in Manhattan, and I was like, "This is the coolest place on earth." <laughs> Holy shit! I want to go. It's yeah, awesome. I'd love I'd love to visit. I would love to take the uh the uncut gems walking tour of <laughs> the Diamond District of New York. That Benny you and Josh a... Safty give every weekend. Yes. <laughs> no, there's, For no, there's $15 like, a pop. There's like some UCB actor who doesn't have a place to perform anymore because all those venues are now shut down and he like dresses as Howard Ratner. Oh, and... I was gonna say he dresses as Benny in a good time. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's very problematic. Why we would he do that? Movies. Why? Why? That's like the last <laughs> image you see of that movie. Too. Did I? Did I tell you that um, I was listening to an interview with the Safties, and um, you know, one of my favorite podcast shows is the Best Show. Um, mm-hmm. It's a classic call-in show from New Jersey. Anyway, I listened to it a lot growing up, and the Safties talked about how they used to listen to that show and call in and do bits. As, like as just callers and that was when he started his good time character was he would call in as oh, the good time no. character to the best show <laughs> like oh, no. yikes, yikes dude is the best show straight and delilah gay yes okay thank you absolutely yeah next question next question <laughs> um we brought up athletes acting that's pretty yeah. straight yeah I've noticed that straight people go berserk if a athlete gives a mildly good performance <laughs> in any movie. Remember when people were like, LeBron James is the next comedic genius in a uh, train wreck? <laughs> oh, I did not see train wreck, girl. <laughs> Miss Thang, it is two and a half hours long. <laughs> Miss Thang, isn't it directed by like, Judd Apatow, though? Psychotic. Of uh, course, it's two and a half hours long. It is. T- it's too fucking long. I will too s- much Amy Schumer. I will say, though, Kevin Garnett in this movie is better than LeBron James has ever been in anything, and I'm including a basketball game. No, I I will admit that Kevin Garnett is actually fairly good in the film, but I remember people were, like, going as far as saying, like, he should be nominated for an Oscar for this. His, like, monologue about, like, paying the Ethiopian minors is like, okay. That's, like, the first time the movie gets, like, not, not interesting, but it's, like, where it, like, delves into capital I issues. And I was like, well, okay, yeah. sis. Yeah. I thought they handled that really well of like acknowledging that, you know, yeah, this guy 
it is part of that whole thing where just like I'm still rooting for the guy, but you know, acknowledging like no, he's he's winning. Like he still yeah. he has wins. He just can't recognize his wins when he has them. And like exactly, that's what's so frustrating about the movie is there's several times where he like gets it together. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you like breathe for a second. And the movie breathes for a second too. And then the next thing you know, he's like, nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> no. Let's bet it all. Yeah. Oh my God. Whenever he like fully turns into Jafar at the end and he just like, let's bet it all. Let's put all of it. Oh and I was my like, God. Oh. I've never been more like wired than the moment when he's like, let's bet on this shit. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it, KG. And you're like, oh yeah, God. man. Yes. Spot on. And then he forces those men to be held hostage. So that they can be forced to watch a basketball game he bet, like, over 100K on. Like, that's coked-out behavior. Yes, ma'am. It's one of those things live for it. where I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, I this was such a bad decision, but fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, yeah it dude. Rolled. Do it. <laughs> bet the money. Fucking do it, dude. Well, I would have done exactly what that guy did. Get out of there immediately and just fucking murk him. (laughs) (laughs) Made me watch basketball. (laughs) Yeah, you made me sit in a hot room watching an entire basketball game. That's presumably with commercials. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing they don't they don't you don't get is like there are so many timeouts and commercial breaks and there's like a full halftime show. Like I'm sitting there like watching. Yeah, I would love to see them watch like like, watching like inside the NBA at halftime. They had to watch, like, a Jordan Sparks performance at halftime. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> See, the, the thing is, NBA doesn't have halftime performances like that in other sports. They have, like, um, they would just have, like, a woman come out to do, do like, plate spinning or something. <laughs> they would have, like, a person come out and do, like, a dog do, like, backflips or something. Oh. I kind of Kirk's like, that. is basketball major? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. Basketball That's rocks. That's it. And they don't broadcast it on TV. It's mostly like in arena stuff. Oh, but, so she's got to go in person. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, she's in the arena, and she's you know there's there's famous there's the woman that does the plate spinning. There's quick change artists. They have they oh, have quick per- change yeah. artists come do a show at arenas a lot. Yeah, so that episode of Thirty Rock where Liz joins like the the retired old lady the dancing <laughs> that is real. That's that real? is okay. absolutely real. Okay, okay, bitch, get into it. I love it. Okay, Speaking basketball. of, what's the bracket looking like? Because me, me and Kyle are doing a bracket right now. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm second, presumably, to your first. I am in first, absolutely. I'm um, four points behind you. You're close. And then every, close. Oh, everyone else is just, just basis. Um. I think I think the max column on this, though, on the standings, is like the most amount of points you can get, and my max is 132 and yours is 112. Oh shit. Ooh. Nicole's so we'll maxed see. out. Shit. We'll Everyone's that... maxed out. Okay, sis. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. I only chose Gonzaga because I thought the name was Gazangas and it was like boobs. <laughs> I um, wish there was a college bas- basketball team. Named Gazangas. Gazangas. Please welcome your starting five for your Missouri Mommy Milkers. Speaking of Mommy Milkers, is there anything gay about this movie? I was going to say Julia Julia Fox. Fox. (laughs) Yes, Julia Julia Fox. Fox actually does show up a bunch in this list. Julia Fox's character is is gay. gay. Every... Gay man wants to be her. I know it. I'm going to speak oh, for yes, all of us ma'am. on this one. Like, what a legend. Yeah. Truly iconic. I, 
my favorite thing about her way she plays the character is she's just so chill mm-hmm. about everything. Like, even when they're in the fight, she's just like, oh, my God, Howard, like, stop, dude. Like, you're being so annoying right now. Like, <laughs> she's so, like, <laughs> yeah, the only tattoo, bitch. Like, the, the only time she loses it is when she's walking back to the club after he leaves and the woman in line oh, is, like, yelling that. at her. And she's like, fuck you, you know. You, you have to stand out here in the cold. In the cold. Yeah, she's like, you gotta stand out in the cold. Oh, my God. That is some <laughs> shit I would say. <laughs> You're walking with your hand that's, like, 12 layers deep of Barbarella. <laughs> Tuesday's hand stamps. And you're like, let's go. Let's go, girls. Oh, my God. I just And, and Julia Fox is another example of, like, what I would call, like, a gay straight alley ship moment in cinema where it's like we can it's like 300 you know it's like we both enjoy like gay men straight men we both enjoy miss julia fox it's representation representation without actually being representation exactly exactly Exactly. like my all were excited when she was on screen like when she walks when she walks in with the smoothie wearing like the pink raincoat it's like yeah yeah who hasn't been there? Sorry, I'm late for work. Holding Starbucks. A half she was drink, in a hurry. Drink and smoothie. Yeah, she had to get it. No, I've literally done that. I show up to work all the time, like 10 minutes late. And I'm like, sorry, there was traffic and I have like an iced coffee in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's necessary. Um, my favorite thing she does is whenever she's uh, seeing Howard all bloody and crying in his face. And then she goes, I'm upset too. <laughs> and then she shows her his butt tattoo. Her butt tattoo. Beautiful. Like, who He's hasn't having been there? a full on meltdown. She's like, Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm upset too. <laughs> it's so iconic. I'm an Incredible. empath. <laughs> She's like, I'm an empath. So I, I get what you're feeling right now. <laughs> She's such a legend. She's such I swear icon. to God. Um, and just her entire time in the casino, just the whole sequence, Mama, is gay. Like when yes. she just like is like evading that mafia guy, and she's like just like plopping in her heels with that bag, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Pretending and she like has to go to that nasty guy's room to watch the rest of the game. Yes, God. Say, pretending to be interested in Wayne Diamond in order to <laughs> to get away from uh, the, another. It person. reminds me. Of when I was in my early 20s, and so I could, like, get free Coke. I'd go home with these, like, daddies and then do all their Coke and then leave. Uh, cut that out. God, we missed that. Um, speaking of hot women in this movie, Idina Menzel. Um, she's also incredibly iconic in this. Idina Menzel, I love her in everything she does. But I, my favorite thing, um, I told Jen and Jason when I did my Rent episode of uh, their podcast, uh, Night with the Stars, that whenever bit shows come back at improv theaters, the first thing I'm going to do is memorize Idina Menzel's um, cyber cow thing and rent and do that entirely. <laughs> Have any yes. of y'all seen rent? Yeah, yes. yes. It's terrible. I know. That's the only scene in the movie that I remember. The moon. Yes, ma'am. She's like, yeah, yeah. it has diet Coke. <laughs> oh uh, God. It's so nineties, like painfully nineties. And <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Uh, but I didn't myself running in the parking lot major. Just yeah. Her doing that, like, like Katie Siegel and married with children run. <laughs> yeah. Like the way she would look at Howard just when he spoke to her period was gay. Yes. <laughs> like just that disapproving stare. When she's and the way her... she said, Howard, 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 <laughs> Howard. When she's in her bat mitzvah dress and and he's like, come on, look at my, give me another chance, give me another chance. <laughs> and they have like that moment where you're like, is she going to do it? And then she just busts out laughing at him. 
so good. Incredible. Incredible. Um, we love a strong woman. Love a strong woman. Um, I think colonoscopies are gay because uh, it's another man digging around in your butt. Yeah, I was gonna say that shit's fucking gay, gay, dude. Yeah, that dude. Shit is yeah, yeah. I liked gay. I liked Uncut Gems, but that part at the beginning yeah. though, that was kind of weird, man. I didn't see weird, the movie. Man. I didn't see the movie because it opens with a colonoscopy, and that shit is sus as hell. So I fucking <laughs> yeah, walked sus. out. Yo, can I get a refund? I want to keep the popcorn though, dog. Is that okay? <laughs> I, that reminds me of when I watched uh, when I watched Walk Hard in the theater for the first time. Oh, yeah. And there's that scene where there's just a dick in the frame, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like when that happened, when the dick first came up, a guy in the front row demonstrably went, "Oh!" and walked out. <laughs> Amazing. Was this at a was that Tinseltown or Hollywood? Oh, this was in um the the Cinemark in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Oh, baby, Ooh. yes, that's yeah. a that's a good Cinemark. Yeah, it's a really think- good Cinemark. I just want to personally thank like bro comedies from the late two thousands for giving us cock in several thank of you. their pictures. Truly. Thank you. I mean, feels like specifically Judd Apatow. Like, thank mm-hmm. you, Judd. Makes an what's effort the, to. What's the movie where there's the dick against the limousine? Is that it is Pop, Pop Star? Star. Yeah, that's Judd oh Apatow's dick. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, Judd. Yeah, because he was and like, that, I feel like I can't ask anybody else to do this. I think, and it just I think scrapes against the window. Ugh, yeah. God, it's so fucking funny. And then, of course, the iconic forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm. I, Jason uh, Segel dick. The saddest little dick. <laughs> I know, but that's what made it so funny and I amazing. Know. Good for him. Um, I, You know I love my problematic fave is Bruno, and there's <laughs> great use of dick in that movie where the dick opens, the dick hole opens and goes, Bruno. <laughs> I just want to like, throw it out there that that movie is like still ahead of its time. Like I don't think the world is still ready for Bruno. I rewatched it recently. What's great about Bruno is that it's like seventy five minutes long. Um, <laughs> we love a short also, movie here at SPM. It is. <laughs> it is so nothing could be done. If they made it for today, it would be twelve minutes long. It would be the credits. <laughs> The movie does have a very good soundtrack. It's mostly straight. There isn't an anachronistic use of swimming pools by Kendrick Lamar because this takes mm. place in May of 2012, and that song didn't come out until July of 2012. Um, but the thing that's gay about it is that there is a very prominent use of "Rain" by Madonna and Mama. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good that's a really good um, needle drop. Oh yeah, oh, fuck rain so good. Yeah, I, I love guess it. it's I not love technically she... needle drop, but. I love that she just left Rain by Madonna on and like left the apartment. She like that like, is, yeah. <laughs> that was that was my question: is did she put on? Did she make a mixtape? Did she put on Rain on repeat? You know what She's I mean? Been on erotica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is Rain on erotica? We're on the track list. I think it's like track like five. Let's see that up. Let's, Let's uh. Let's I'm looking on. that up right now. Rain is uh, on. God, erotic is so good. Oh, it's number 10. It's toward the end. Oh, it is towards the end. Could you imagine if he had walked in and Deeper and Deeper was playing? <laughs> or her cover of Fever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much all the gay stuff in the movie so far. Unless I, f- I could think of anything else. I feel like What's there's up? more, but I don't have any specific examples. Like, I, But I do feel like there is more gayness to be mined out of this movie. I think The weekend being bad at acting is gay. <laughs> um, that feels yeah, gay. Like, also, like, refusing to perform unless he had black lights. I love that he's like, yo, girl, like, come on. Feel how hard I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he opened... His set, his set with the morning, like yeah, the, what the um, fuck? And all these people are like, yeah, what's up? What's yeah. up to the morning? 
not the Marnie. Maybe no. House of Balloons, bitch. But do you think that point. was a? Do you think that was a negotiation that the Safties were like, we want you to play? I don't know any uh, any weekend songs, but like <laughs> they wanted to play like a fairly well known song, and he was like, no, 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 no. I'm playing. I'm playing this weird ass slow. <laughs> playing this like. <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, I wish it was more, like, it would be so much more tense if it was like, you want to be high for this, <laughs> like the song is. That'd be so fucking awesome. Yeah. The powers, like, running through with the shit. Uh, do that. Yes. That's my impression of The weekend. It's yeah. spot on. Are the lyrics to The um, Morning, like, do they pertain to the plot at all? Is that, like, why they did it? It's, mm. all the songs are like, we were doing coke in Toronto, and the houses were mad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's right. all they that, were. Yeah, that's that's every song by the weekend. You're right. We were doing yes. coke in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> we were that's, doing coke in, in Toronto. That's uh, that's the name did, of his new John album. Daly, who, who did the Bing Bang Bong Bong Burbank? <laughs> yeah. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah, that Daly? was John Daly. Yeah. God, it's so fucking funny. Um, I don't think of anything else that's gay in this movie. Um, I think Jules are gay. Mm. Jewels are kind of I gay. don't think I don't think the actual the actual necklace itself is straight, but the the Furbies they're gay. <laughs> Definitely. Does that That's make why sense? They're all clowning them. Yeah, as exactly. the Furbies are so gay. As someone who doesn't wear like rings or jewelry of any kind, like seeing Howard in this movie, I'm like. I wish I could pull that off, man. I think it's such a good look. I think it's like, it's ostentatious, but like it totally works for him, you know? Ugh, I'm jealous. Jealous of The only jewelry I have is <laughs> because I am fucking 30, but I have the um, the box, the 1975 box on a rose gold chain um, because wait, I'm embarrassing. Like, wait, like the band? Oh, yeah. Have we never talked about my love of the 1975? I probably just tune it out. <laughs> it's it's truly uh, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> They're incredible. They have no bad records. They are incredible. <laughs> um, it's upsetting. I understand <laughs> it. It's very upsetting. Awesome. Yeah. Love that, um, love musical that high school theater is gay. Oh um, yeah, high, high school, school theater. theater is gay. Yeah, that's um, true. Do you think any of Howard's kids are gay? No. No. Maybe the little no. little one. But yeah, but the you. the middle boy, know. no, the one who had to pee. Mm-mm, no, no he's he liked basketball way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and the daughter's too much of a bitch to be. Oh my <laughs> god, she was so major. She was like, so, so mean much. to him. That was the hardest I think scene for me to watch was her being so mean to him. <laughs> Whenever like dads are disrespected in movies, I'm like, Aww. oh no. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. Yeah. I love the house. The house that they live in. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's great. I think the movie. That weird being, zigzag island. Oh. I think the movie being set in 2012 for no reason is gay. Okay. As a person who. <laughs> as a person who created an improv show set in 2012 for literally no reason, um, I agree. I mean, it's a great year. I was 21. Yeah, Grimes well, was a, big at the time. That's Charlie, the tea. That's the thing about Sky. it. My show is about Barbarella and yep. Tuesdays, and all the music was Crystal Castles and Grimes. But, oh my god! What a totally unproblematic artists. But mm. the only reason it's set in 2012 is specifically so that they could use the this basketball game that they use at the uh, end. So the reasoning for it being set in 2012 very straight. Oh my god, okay. I'm so glad that you were here to explain that to me, because I honestly would have never made that connection. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like the entire reason that it's a period piece because they they in the writing of it they they never knew what athlete they were gonna get cast. Like at one time mm-hmm. it was gonna be Kobe, at one time it was gonna be um, Amari Stoudemire. That's why all of the black Ethiopian stuff is in there because Amari Stoudemire is is black and Jewish, and so that okay. was supposed to be the like big like he was gonna feel really connected to it because of his oh. his religion. Um, but they couldn't get him. Um, and he's a oh. Nick, and the the Sassies are Knicks fans, or he was a Nick at the time. Ew. And um, so they got they they ended up getting Kevin Kevin Garnett and had to change the time period a little bit to make it fit. Okay, that I mean, I, I loved it being set in 2012, just for the use of iPhone 3Gs. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my yeah. God. Remember yes. those little boys? Aw. Still, oh. still had the old OS, the old iOS, oh, where it's still it. very bubbly. You know. Oh. I, t- I would give anything to go back. I might. I'm getting a new phone soon, and I might get an iPhone 12 Mini, just because I want a Oh my small god! I phone. love the Minis. They're so cute. There is They're something so about the like attention to detail. I noticed when he when he tapped her link to the Craigslist ad, it threw up a security warning. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, careful, the website wow. you're visiting is not um, SSL certified or whatever. And I was like, damn, that kicks ass. Like most most yeah, movies would just have like a totally fake interface. Like it wouldn't even be an iPhone. It would be like a, a bloop phone <laughs> the, or whatever. It would just be like some pair phone. Yeah, an iCarly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the, the GTA universe iPhone. iFruit. <laughs> what is like the weird iPhone? That's not an iPhone. Or like, whatever. What do they use in breath of the wild? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like a tablet. I've had to cut out all memories of playing this game because I was addicted <laughs> oh, no. for too long. Um, it was um, uh, a ru- was rune the, something. The, sh- the Sheikah slate. Sheikah slate. Sheikah slate. The Sheikah slate. <laughs> Beautiful. Love yeah. it. <laughs> oh no! What have I done? Oh no! I had just gotten the master sword, <laughs> if, and then I said, the, "I'm done for a while." <laughs> hey, if the Safties had something like that in their movie, I bet it would maybe would be called the Shiksa slate. Next segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Hey, settle down back there. <laughs> we're going to wrap up this segment here with our gay recommendation corner. So if you watch this movie and you're like, mm, too straight, we're going to give you a gay equivalent of it. Um, I'll go first. I don't think it's that chaotic. It's more, it's not as chaotic as it normally is. It's not me suggesting you watch Margaret whenever you watch uh, Justice League. Um, <laughs> but so this movie, this is also a period piece set in New York in the not too distant past, starring a comedic actor in a dramatic role that follows this uh, this person as they dig themselves deeper and deeper into a money making scheme, seemingly getting off on the chase of almost getting caught. That of course is Can You Ever Forgive Me, starring <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Oh my God, Dylan. <laughs> It's good. It's so good. And we love Richard E. Grant. I mean, she's a person who makes real schlock whenever she wants to, a lot of times for Netflix. And this time she went dramatic. And it's quieter than the other one, but it does have a lot to do with, like, oh, my God, when is she going to get caught? Because her scheme is that she uh, fakes signatures on, like, books of, like, authors and stuff and, like, sells them. Her whole thing is she's, like, when is she going to get caught? When is this going to get up to her? When is she going to catch up? When is she going to get caught? When is she going to go to jail? Oh, my God. And then Richard E. Grant's gay. And I love that director. Um, Meryl Heller? Yeah. I, I loved, She's just I chill loved vibes. Her, I loved her Mr. Rogers movie. Oh, I never saw it. I was too afraid. Oh, it's really I liked good. the Diary of a Teenage Girl movie she did. 
With yeah. Miss Kristen Wiig doing a dramatic role as an mm. alcoholic there mom. There we go. You know Look I stand. That. Yes, ma'am. See? Well, the, oh, I didn't even bring it up earlier, but like, so the straight version, straight is don't lean on the jewelry case, and gay is don't lean on the bathroom sink, it is embraced. <laughs> From mother. Um, <laughs> anywho. Uh, but yeah, watch Can't Ever Forgive Me. It's incredible. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is a genius in this movie. I... <laughs> I think I, I didn't really, I'm going to admit this, I didn't really come prepared this time with a gay wreck. It's okay. But I will say that I'd say most movies that do the whole, like, anxiety building thing over the course of the whole movie, and then it just, like, mm-hmm. it, like, just gets to a point where it explodes. Most of those movies are gay to me, and the ones that come to mind immediately are Mother, Climax. Yes. yes. The Climax is, like... Way more terrifying and horrible than this movie. So I, don't I like know fully like mania. I like made Kyle watch main, uh, climax like two p.m. one day, like it on was, a Saturday. It like, was like a middle part of a triple feature or something, if I remember correctly. Dylan, that is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Truly, you are not my friend. <laughs> climax is perfect. Uh, you're welcome. I don't know the the a movie that this one reminds me of a lot. I don't know if it's gay though, but it's got gay stuff in it. Um, I feel like Boogie Nights and this movie have a lot in common. Okay. I would even say the Boogie Nights is like the LA version of a movie like this, um, where it's just about people trying to like reach new heights and then just failing miserably at it mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Um, and plus, Roller Girl beats somebody up with her rollerblades. There That's we are. Queen behavior. If yes, ma'am. God, I wish that were me. But it's just hard. <laughs> I feel like crime movies specifically are like yeah. one of the straightest genres, so it's hard for me mm-hmm. to think of anything in this genre. Like Dog Day Afternoon. I literally was gonna. So I didn't. I was not prepared for this recommendation, Same. but I was gonna but, say, and it's not really a gay movie. It's problematic to suggest that it would beat this <laughs> mold. But like, if you want something slightly gayer, like Dog Day Afternoon, maybe. <laughs> but then also, I thought of um, uh, Midnight Cowboy. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Mid- Ooh, Mid- Midnight Cowboy. I feel like would be a good gay version of Uncut Gems. Again, not okay. that it's like. I mean. Midnight Cowboy obviously has its problems, like yeah. classifying as a gay movie, but it is certainly, I think, if you're asking a gayer version of Uncut Gems, I think it meets that criteria. Yeah, it's like I've it, never it, seen it. If anyone could fill in the tea with me, but it's, it's cruising. Good. I would just say it's like a it's a <laughs> oh, good example yeah. of another kind of sleazy New York movie, but yes. it's mm-hmm. but it it's weird. It's about like John Voight and Dustin Hoffman, like are like two like vagrants. I think it's been a while. And they have this weird, like, homoerotic, like, relationship, but it never really, like, spells it out for you. I mean, it was made in 1969, mm-hmm. so there you go. Yeah. But it's yeah. a really – I recommend it. Actually, I want to rewatch it. It's a, I remember really oh, liking yeah. that movie a lot. Love it. Yeah. Um, and this isn't um, – it's not gay or straight, but I'd say just – if you want to be more stressed, but it's only, like, 55 minutes, watch episode three of The Leftovers. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yes, yes, yes. That's a great wreck. <laughs> But with magic. Oh, Dylan, have you seen Search Party, the TV show? Okay, so here's the TV. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What did I do? I've watched the – I've watched – no, it's fine. I've watched the first three episodes, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me, girl. But I'm going to come back to it. I'm not fully turned off yet. It is – I love it. It is 100% for you. Um, You just got to – you got to get over it. I know. That's the thing. It's like I have a hard time with characters that it's like – 
but they're supposed to be an asshole. And it's like, okay, but I don't want to like watch that. <laughs> I, Unless I, it's Jenna Maroney. I get it. And I hate to say this because I know everyone always says this, but like the first season's definitely like the worst season yeah, of okay. the show. It gets and way Season better. two and three are like amazing. And four is like fine. Um, but like, it's a good, I, it's set in New York. And it's also about people making a series of really bad choices over and over and over again. And it just like raises the stakes. Like, I mean, the show continuously raises the stakes over four seasons. It's insane. And not actually that funny, but funny. I think you, like just, gyms. you just got to get to the, the Cola Scola stuff. Once you get oh the Cola Scola stuff. I love, I love, I love them so much. Yeah, every, like all the comedians that I love right now are all in search party at some point. Yeah. Okay. Every comedian you love and every um, UCB improviser who didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> is in a background extra in that show. So everyone who moved to New York from Austin got it. <laughs> like Dylan, Kate Berlant plays a literary agent on the show. Oh, I, yeah, mean, I mean, God. come on. Come on. She plays John no. Early's literary agent. <laughs> there is nothing funnier than I am gagging faggot. No. Um, and then her the, just like. <laughs> it's not even that she says, I'm gagging for you, faggot. It's the way she walks away after saying that. That's comedic genius. <laughs> like, like a Muppet. <laughs> Love, it's uh, so funny. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, anyway, we digress. Uh, all right. We digress. All right. Oh, well, wait, this, is Kyle going to tell us why we're wrong about Drive? <gasps> oh yes, new segment of why we're wrong about drive. I don't, I don't feel it's. Oh god, it's been. I haven't listened to that episode. Since I'll it scroll through the text. No, <laughs> what were my specific because, criticisms? I uh, mean, because we we just reduced the movie down to. I don't know what crime, money, and cars are. Yeah, you were just you were just like, oh, it's just all this is is about crime and money and driving fast. And I was like, oh, and also like, uh, what's the problem? Why did Albert Brooks stab him in the with a fork? Yeah, yeah. You you were like, there's one part where like Albert Brooks like goes crazy for no reason. I was like, that's the best part of the movie. Like, <laughs> it's it's the same appeal as Uncut Gems of like seeing Adam Sandler just do this. It's like, yeah, the appeal is watching Albert Brooks do this. Like, that's it. You do not uh, think past that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but at least Uncut Gems is entertaining to watch. <laughs> His uncut gems is boring as shit. It is definitely much more entertaining than Drive. I will grant you that. Yes, and I like slow uh, movies. But it's been a long time since I've seen Drive. I just remember rewatch movies. it. You remember it wrong. I guarantee it. You probably remember it being neon, <laughs> a neon soaked Fantasia, but it's not. It's just I also like feel orange like dusk. I think when I saw Drive, I was um, working at the Texas Shakespeare Festival in Kilgore, Texas for the summer. Hell yeah. And so, like, that is an environment where, like, you're you're living on, like, a college campus in, like, a really small town. And so everything I watched in that period of time was, like, this is the best movie I've ever seen because there's nothing else to do there. <laughs> and so that may color my perception of it a little bit. It was everything on our list. <laughs> on the list. Yeah. All right. This was fun, everyone. We talked about Uncut Gems. Oh, my goodness. Kyle. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Are you kidding me? Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. What a a treat. I miss talking about movies with you, even though I talk about movies with you literally every day. Literally every day. But to to do it for, you know, uh, an audience. The world. (laughs) Yes. It's truly what we love to do. We love to do it. Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? I do, actually. Um, as you mentioned, I am uh, one of the festival directors for Austin Sketchfest. That is coming up on April 20th. We start mm-hmm. um, streaming. Well, 
actually the the shows will we have workshops and stuff but our uh, our first shows will start on april 22nd um okay on the cold town tv twitch that's twitch.tv slash cold town tv we're streaming every night um we'll have acts from not just austin not just new york not just la not just chicago we have people here from dublin we have people Hell from yeah. you know madison wisconsin just people from all over having a virtual festival we have a lot of really cool acts yeah. so come check it out and we have our headliners uh yeah. um uh atsuka uh, okatsuka um she's incredible and then meg salter um instagram famous uh comedian meg salter will be one of yes, our ma'am. this year and uh there is another headliner i'd say the third headliner <laughs> of the show um is yours truly straight people movies will be making our video premiere Woo-hoo. that's right at awesome stress fest straight. stress fest <laughs> at stress fest Stress Fest at Austin Sketch Fest. I am so excited. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. We, you, you know, your your show we're, is one of our slam dunks. Like, yes, of course, we're going to have this show on. Mwah, mwah. We're going to, we have some surprises. We're working on uh-huh. faces, working on costumes. <laughs> It'll be a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll be announcing more of that shortly. I'm so excited. It's going to yeah, be so much fun. I can't wait. Kirk, are you excited? Yes, I'm super excited. It's going to be it's going to roll. It's going to yeah, be so good. It's going to be so good. <laughs> awesome. Y'all are, oh Y'all are going to be gagging for us faggots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to be walking off like you have scoliosis. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia and on Instagram and on Letterboxd at Garcia. Believe me, I've tried to unify them and somebody already has Garcia on Twitter jackass and my name is kirk Kill van him. sickle you can find me on twitter instagram and letterboxd at kirk van sickle with all the vowels except for the e at the end and kyle where can they find you uh, you can find me on all platforms as at it's kyle romero um please do i hope you find me yes yes and uh this was so much fun follow our socials um we are straight people movies everywhere and by everywhere i mean just Twitter Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> That's it. Those, those are the two. We're um, going to work on a and then once again, soon now. Um, go to movieclubatx.com. This is where you'll find our writing. The first piece from someone in our collective by Chris is out. It's a piece about Miami Connection. And it is very, 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 very good. Unlike the movie, which is very, 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 very bad. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's a wonderful read. And look out for more content from, you know, yours truly coming out soon, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on my other piece right now. I haven't told anyone about it. I'll tell you off mic. We love a tease. All right. Love a tease. All right. I love you all so much. Bye. 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 And now came talk. 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 <laughs>